Hey, Moan. Happy Friday. What's up, DK? How you, how you living, man? I'm living festive, as you can tell from the video screen. I mean, it's appropriate that we, of course, get into the holiday spirit. We we are 10 days out. Nothing wrong with being 10 days out, is it, DK? No. You were the one complaining when you saw some Christmas decorations in the background downtown <laughs> in, like, mid-November. Hey, you know, it helps the business. Psychologically it proven. No, I'm not even mad at it. It's just, hey, I have certain rules for me. Okay, mm-hmm. like I have my standards. My integrity of my personal locker room has not left. Okay, I. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this type of stuff today? No, I do, I do, yeah. I do. Yeah. Let's uh, let's be let's be doing some dinging here. Yeah, and then we'll we'll proceed with the actual rapid fire Friday program. Let's do it. Oh, I'm so slow on the trigger here. <laughs> You see the double standard around here, by the way. When you mess up with the bell, you have a lousy ding of the bell. They all come at you. <laughs> I totally blow it with the intro of the theme. And it's like, nobody says anything. Don't even recognize it, DK. Like, they don't even recognize it, dog. And that's what's so crazy about it. Let me mess up the bell. And it's like their whole entire evening is ruined, DK. I'm okay with that. What up, Rochelle? And no, DJ Cup, 409 is not the start time today. Ha! Take that. <laughs> is that right? How about yeah, that? Yeah, trying to call us out, DK. I get it. I get it. Sometimes we run a little stray, but it's all good. The only correct prediction on here is Jerry Yeager saying that it is Rapid Fire Friday. Mm-hmm. And that's because it is. It what that is. means is that as we get past the, the opening segment, once we get past the first and only commercial, you will see uh, a lot of questions come in. And a lot of answers coming in from the big man over there. Mm-hmm. That's how this. That's how this goes. Now Dan is getting ready for this episode with a Dos Equis. Wow! I actually know what that is. Did, okay, but you didn't know what 420 <laughs> was yesterday. I didn't. I only know about the Dos Equis because of the really clever commercials. <laughs> because of the commercials, I said that just to get the people going too. DK, you're, you're very hip, man. You know what's going on in the world. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad, sad state. Steelers versus Colts tomorrow yeah. at 4.30 p.m. at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. I'm actually driving out after this program to Dayton, Ohio, kind of a halfway point, sort of, not really, a little more yeah. than halfway, uh, to stay there to do the work that I have to do the night before and then the work that I have to do after the game before coming home. So in the interim, we can have some fun. Yeah, and oh, we RB wants to know why we always have to remind people to hit the like button. Why is that? We tell people to hit the like button because that helps our show. That helps it grow. That also helps you guys uh, see us and be a part of it. Also it helps the algorithm. Honestly, uh, I wouldn't even call it selfish. It's just how you do things. If you think we're good at doing this thing, then you like it, and more people will find out about it. But I promise you this: we've always said the show remains the same. No matter how big we get, the show remains the same, DK. Or how small we started. Or how small we started. That should be the bigger question. I mean, the bigger statement. Yeah, we we started literally from zero. That's how that went. There was no head start here. We've consistently, and I say consistently, um, have had shows over 1,000 views live. And when we first started out, we'd be happy with like 240. 
you know, <laughs> thinking about that, you know, like 240-ish or at the end of the day cycle, we'd have like, what, 1,800 views or something like that, DK. So and now you guys are pushing us over and over 10,000 views a day, essentially, DK. David Volpe brings up what undoubtedly should be our top subject today, which is let's go do or die Steelers. Let's find out how bad you want it now. Within that moment, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Whenever things go badly, is it kind of convenient to hide behind the we didn't try hard enough thing? As, isn't that easier to say that you didn't try hard enough as opposed to we're not good enough? Yeah, it's easy, way easy to say that because you yeah. give hope that, oh, it's going to be that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bigger statement right here from David is let's find out how bad you actually want it. Well... Yeah, and and the other side of that too is last week we saw a putrid game. I think it's between Minnesota and um, the Raiders. Score was three to zero. Our beloved Joshua Dobbs got benched three to zero. And you know what usually happens? And this is why, David, you bring that up. What usually happens is the opposite. Usually, is what happened. The Raiders absolutely blitzed, torched, imploded. What was the Los Angeles Chargers on Thursday night football last night? Oh, I'm not sure there's a verb for what happened to the Chargers. I, I know. Other than that they woke up this morning with literally everybody being fired. And they deserved it, okay? That, that's bad ball. Like, as bad as you guys feel Pittsburgh is, the Steelers, that's bad ball that's happening. On top of that, they have a fan base who could – I think they can care less, DK, if you ask them, do they care least about their their chargers, right? Um, And everybody got fired from it. But my point is this. If you are, David, to your point, right-minded, and that sounds like such a a, a sports cliche, but you do respond like that. So we're going to see if they actually have it in them to respond. A lot can be determined from this weekend. It can because the Colts are not a bad team. They got it together. They got some playmaker. Gardner Minshew is a very veteran quarterback in this league that people are attracted to, seem to win. Um, and that Michael Pittman Jr. got a got a his 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 yards isn't a ton what you'd expect because in the correlation of his um the amount of targets and balls he's caught this year, he's a high volume guy. There's a there's a lot of work for this team. And it doesn't feel to me like this is going to be one of those instant turnarounds. I, I hate to be the the negative guy. I actually don't really have that reputation. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, and I, I just have such a lousy feel about this. Look, if I'm wrong, you'll you'll see me on this show Monday just telling you, hey, you know what, everybody, I was wrong. You're glad you to know, be wrong, I, probably. I, don't, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah. But my feel right now is that that turnaround requires so much in terms of chemistry, camaraderie, performance, precision of performance, that how you would turn that around, Moan, it would have had to have been the best week of practice in football history. Uh, T.J. Watt said, and he brought this up himself just yesterday, said that he felt that the Steelers had a good week of practice. He felt good about it. Nobody asked him that. He brought it up. Uh And you're obviously going to trust TJ and his feel. But when he's talking about that, could he just be talking about the defense? Do you see what I'm saying? He's not thinking about how the offense practices. 
Well, I'll say this, though. I think as a defensive player, he probably notices a little bit more strain when it comes down to what the offense has actually done. You can tell when your teammates are dogging it or whenever they look bad as a group because you know what does happen? While the defense is – I mean, while the offense is gone, going, doing their plays, they're actually going against the scout team defense, which means TJ and crew in between their drills on the sideline can watch what the offense looked like. So you can get a feel – for a <laughs> fellas, we're gonna have to buckle up because I've had those moments with with teams in the past. Like God, dog, we gonna have to really pull up this. We gonna have to play offense and defense this week, you know, be- because you see certain things. TJ is savvy enough to where he know what good ball looks like, right? You know that, and he's probably told you. Man, I don't know about this week, DK. Actually, way more than once. So when he says that it's been a good week of practice, I'm I'm gonna be okay with that here. Uh, Here's a here's a nice one. Thomas says, "Hey Moan, the magic number today is 73 because it's my 73rd birthday today." I love it. Happy birthday, Thomas. 73 is such a beautiful number, man, but even much more so um to be a senior now, man, and watching us. Who says technology's not for everybody, Thomas? Yeah. yeah. Don't let that get overlooked here. Thomas is like, <laughs> "Hey, Excuse me, you YouTube kids. It's Thomas coming through. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm giving it out early this week, DK. Hey, hey, there it is. Thomas, you get the crown today, and I hope you get some birthday cake. I hope whatever you get, I hope that somebody has to spend time and put 73 candles on your cake. I'm telling you this. I had 73. My wife putting 73 candles on my birthday cake, and don't give me the number, <laughs> the two numbers. I ain't trying to hear that, DK. Absolutely no, no, no. not. That's also a cheap route, too. You know, you go into you go into your local Target, and you're like, I get a seven and a three, and that'll cover it. No, no, no. You got to get eight little boxes of 10. Okay? Take it back. Exactly, <laughs> DK. Get eight little boxes of 10. You doggone right, man. And don't give me no fake uh, blowout candles either. Roscoe's putting in his early application for offensive coordinator next year. Throw 14 the ball every time. You all right with that, Moan? I am, but 14 got to get open. 14 oh, yeah. got to have a little bit more flair to his, to his, to his get up, DK. Like, got to have some yak after his uh, attack. This ain't no, like, I don't even know. It's funny you say that because I'm not about to try to attack 14, George Pickens. But what is, you guys, George Pickens' specialty? other than acrobatic catches. Maybe it's the oh, quarterback play. Yeah, he, he has yet to turn himself into that full, multi-purpose, on. diverse wide receiver. And if you're going to get your catches, if you're going to get your rhythm established yeah. with your quarterback, it's got to be, hey, I'm not just looking to him for some big surprise. I'm yeah. looking to him to just move the ball. Just yep. Get, you know, get to the sticks. Yeah, I'm trying to research here, DK, just a smidge, man, just to see what last year's class looked like and what those dudes did. Drake London, okay, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams was out a little bit. Jahan Dotson has made plays. Traylon Burks, not so much in his class. I'm just reeling off a few guys. Christian Watson has made plays for Green Bay. Uh, Wondell Robinson, John Mechie, like, He's in a group of guys that have teetered some, but like who's really separated himself? Alave has, I feel like, some, but like he got a lot of pressure to live up to his end of this thing, too. And again, I'm going to put some of it on Matt Canada 
I'm going to put some of it on quarterback play, Kenny, Mitch, whoever. But he has what we deem no specialty, and maybe that's the problem too. So if you're into giving 14 the ball, 14 also got to make sure we, we, we remember the moments that he does. Matt Hyde says, even if the Steelers win, it doesn't mean that their problems have magically disappeared. No. Well, of course it doesn't, Matt. Certainly not the challenge that's in front of them. The one thing that I'll say on the Steelers' behalf here is the win and the loss, and I said this after Cincinnati, the win in Cincinnati didn't mean anywhere near as much, I thought, as the fact that they looked like a decent football team. Yeah. They looked like a capable offense. And you have to have that, I believe this, as an emphasis, especially early in the season, you know? Yeah. And uh, other than very, very few moments, there's just not much there. It ain't. I, Offensively. Of, yeah. Speaking of not much there, man, Tony, I think, hit us earlier with this uh, comment. Um, by the way, you can open up your settings and get you a membership, Tony. We got to get you away from the uncle's table. Yeah, what's I, that all about? Tony? I promise you, though, those red solo cups that – Others get you want one of those with the rest of us. Okay, some good stuff in there. But he says, so so everyone thinks this team doesn't have heart. No, we're not saying that. We're saying is they got to find a pathway in order to win. I'll never question somebody's heart unless I see somebody quit. This team has no quit in it. I I, I see it doesn't have a, a pathway. Well, we've heard some stuff, but okay, <laughs> okay, we're, we're saying he said team. Okay, now okay. I'm, okay. I may be skewing it one way or the other. But I yeah, think nothing's ever a hundred percenter. Nothing's right. ever, but I can't see Cam, Larry, O, TJ, uh, the young fellow Broderick. I'd even go the quarterbacks. I feel want to be good, be great. I just don't know if they've dug enough of a ditch to figure out who's in the trench with them. DK, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's who's actually dragging this cart alone to show them this is how you do it? I don't think they know how to do it collectively because. You're right. Everything that happened in Cincinnati told you they got a team together. And then it fell flat. And then it fell flat again within four days. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And that's why the, the main reason, by the way, is I'm getting some heat here for being negative. I didn't think that was negative. <laughs> I thought that was real. Well, it, yeah. I, I don't see positive and negative as much as I see whatever it is that I actually happen to be thinking. And to me, the 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 size of the ladder that they've got to climb and the amount of time that they had to fix all of that. I don't know, man. You never know. I mean, the Colts could come out and play badly, you know, and then all of this, everything we're talking about related to the Steelers doesn't matter, you know? Right, right. They could just start flicking pick sixes, Gardner Minshew could, you know? <laughs> At which point you just say, oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. And Zach Moss is a good running back too, so they're going to have their hands filled with him. Uh, this is a good matchup. This is a good test for the Steelers this weekend. I will not lie. This is going to be legit. Ha! Chewy comes in and says that the Steelers need to score 73 points now. <laughs> just 10 more than the Raiders, baby. <laughs> when we come back, a rapid-fire edition of the only segment that matters. And that's a moan. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. 
The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. The boss wants us to take care of a little bit of business here. She says that uh, we are now, uh, we're back under 2,000 active uh, members. Uh, I'm not saying that as a negative, believe me. We're, right. we're blessed to have that number. To become a member yourself, go to dkps.net slash join. Also, always make sure that you have allow gifts selected whenever you're in the super chat so that the, the many generous people who will donate gift memberships have a place to donate them. That's how it works. It, it's done without yeah. names attached or anything like that. Uh, we're going to get started today with some rapid fire, Hamo. That means you yeah. rapid fire over that there. That means me. I get long-winded <laughs> at times, okay? I really do, and I know that. I enjoy doing this with you guys. I don't think y'all realize that. And hopefully it comes off authentic, too, because it'd be sometimes my wife would be hitting me up like, hey, we got to go, Mo. And I was like, hey. Never mind. I was gonna say some real sexist. I'm not gonna say <laughs> yeah. that. She behind the door somewhere. I don't need these problems. Yeah, you on don't need that grief, right? Yeah, and Dolly would be all on her side and everything. I can't have that. Sea Shadows says, "Hey, Moan, does getting a legitimate offensive coordinator next year depend on whether or not the Steelers extend Mike Tomlin's contract?" C expands on that and says, "Will an OC want to come to Pittsburgh if he knows he could be gone in a year?" Great, great point because. If you're the coordinator, you should be employed at the head coach's behest, right? And if the head coach isn't around, that is the pathway to becoming a head coach is be a bomb freaking offensive coordinator. Does Coach Tomlin get, uh, you know, extended out? Your Jay Glazer conversation has been the biggest one I've had in my mind. In my mind. And for I've the life of me, a lot of people, yeah. It has not grown legs, okay? Whether Coach T said it or not, or whether that's Glazer looking out for his friend. That is a very interesting conversation. If y'all missed it and you're just here, DK said, Jake Laser put out, hey, would it be advantageous to the Steelers to trade Coach Tomlin to the Washington Commanders, i.e. that's where he's from, where he's raised. Everybody loves to go back home for draft capital or something and Washington needs a head coach probably. And Washington needs a head coach. And if you guys are fed up with Coach Tomlin in Pittsburgh, somebody else's, he's either going to TV if he does get let go or he's instantly hired. Right where I'd go, you go to TV, wouldn't you? <laughs> you go where the money is, <laughs> you go where the money is. Uh, but but to answer your question, real quick, um, does he stay? I, I don't, I can't definitively give you that answer, other than the fact that whoever is the next offensive coordinator has to be legit if Coach Tomlin is there. You deal with them being hired as a head coach down the line, and most times that takes about two years or so. Think about it. whoever comes in has to be with Kenny for about two years this year, next year. You deal with those problems later. That's a great problem to have. Go find another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, D. Kane comes in and says, Hey, Moan, do you think the extra days before this game, tomorrow against the Colts, helped or hurt this team in its current state? Is there such a thing as too much time between no. games and day it, lag? It, this amount of time with two losses like that should have made them more hungry. Make them put them in camp mode almost, essentially. I'm ready to go hit somebody up. Like that stench of losing the way they lost to two really bad teams. You want to get that off of you. If for anything, I think they needed the practice times. The, and this is the other thing, too. The coordinators, they needed this offensively. I think they needed this to figure out a plan that's going to work for them. So I think it's a great thing. My bad, DK. No, that's all right. Uh, put that back up there, Mark Lancaster. Oh, that was uh, – he said, I heard – it was just a big network somewhere. Keyshawn Johnson is writing a sequel for Pickens. Just get 14 the damn ball. Everybody's in that conversation. 
Barber just can't let go of this four two zero thing. He just he's going to be slapping <laughs> his knees over this for for another two weeks. I bet he got the slowest cut in the city too because of it. <laughs> the slowest. <laughs> cut. I bet it is DK. It's a good time in there. I bet. Yeah. Oh boy, Alex Alex Flores says, "Hey Moan, the question is how many players will leave with Tomlin?" I mean, let's remember that. A, the players are still winning and losing these games. They're yeah. still the ones out on the field. They are the chess pieces, okay? And they're sentient chess pieces. They're like Toy Story level chess pieces, okay? They are. And they go out there and they either win or lose that game. And there's, there's, man, I, it's so hard to analyze anything about this season, isn't it, Moan? Go ahead. Because you got you, time. You lose back to back two and 10 opponents. What are you doing? You know? You throw out all the good when you do that. Yeah, you do. All of it. It'd be like if there were such a thing as a Chargers fan, okay, <laughs> and they had a show like this, Yeah. okay, and you would start the show, there'd be one dude over here, another former Charger over there, and I mean a former L.A. Charger, just to make yeah. sure nobody would really care, right? And you, because not like a real San Diego Charger. There's a lot of those, the great, truly great players, right? right. I'm talking about an LA Charger, so no one would care. And they have a show out there and they get it started, and it's just like blank air, you know? Yeah. What would, what would you say? What would be your positives? I got what would you say, say, Yeah. What would you say after 63 points and everything, other than the fact that they fired everybody? Then the you fact know? that they, they scored on them offensively and defensively, so much so that Mark Davis had to hold his bowl haircut. And Shane, like, y'all weren't supposed to score anymore. I said that was enough. Like, he was surprised that his team was kicking butt that bad, DK. That, that was – so, so if, you're Alex, the, if you're the Raiders, I have to ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. You, you're a player on the Raiders. Like, I'm sure you let up in the in the sense of, like, you're not respect. out to hurt anybody or whatever, yeah. right? Respect yeah. and everything else. And, and here's the thing. At the same time, man, you get a – Somebody throws you a football like that last touchdown. Mm-hmm. That a defensive player, yeah, yeah, he just made it like a Troy like Reed went in there. He and gotta it go up. for it. What's he gonna do? Go down to one knee? Because no matter what, that on my stat line, if it's a contract year or whenever, hey, I got a defensive touchdown, you know, like you gotta go 100%. But in those moments right there, you there's understanding we've blown people out like that before, like yeah. up by like 17 with mm-hmm. like 10 minutes left, you know, they can't really do anything with you. As long as you'll be cool, I'm gonna be cool too. Like I gotta block you, and we're gonna use all this clock. But understand, the moment you turn it back on, it's gonna get ugly for you more than likely. Well, the other thing that you guys used to do almost habitually is you'd get down to like within the three, the three yard line or something near the end of the game. Yeah, take the knee. Yeah, or just side to side with it. Like, knee it out. The points weren't that important. The touchdown wasn't that important. The sportsmanship prevailed. Yeah, uh, over that. Even though I'm sure there had to be a couple of players who are thinking, like, "Come on, man!" And it's usually the, the whenever the backups come in defensively for us, they they're the yeah. go harders. I'll tell you this: you probably hate playing against a guy like Cam because Cam is going to go 110 every single time. Like, and that's not saying that nobody else does, but in those moments when you get blown out the way the Chargers did last night, it, it's not much you can do. You, if y'all watch the game, they pan to the sideline, DK, and them dudes were. Yeah, defeated. They yeah. were defeated. They were. And they also were probably anticipating the same news that we all were this morning on the Chargers front. I had somebody tell me, and you let me know if this is true. This is side football conversations. But sometimes those decisions are made for a guy like him probably last night. 
He probably was notified. Do they give the coaches enough time to allow their families to know, like, hey, I'm going to be let go today? Or do is it one of those situations where it's dropped in the media no matter what? I've heard there's a grace period for situations like uh, Staley, Brandon Staley last night. What do you mean by that? As far as coaches being fired in the middle Uh of the season, there's usually a grace period so they can allow their families to, you know, notify their immediate family. Oh, before they announce? Before they announce it. Is oh, that yeah. That oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's not just it's not just the families. I mean, I hate to say this, but the, the greater urgency is for the coach to contact his agent uh, yeah. and make sure that he can get wheels moving toward the next occupation. And After that, you can call home and say, hey, honey, we gave up 63 points last night. Guess what happened to me this morning? Oh, Sorry, man. Ernie Flowers says ATK hey, or Moan. If Mitch Trubisky is struggling, how long or how soon would you put in Mason Rudolph? Uh, he's asking us, not Mike Tomlin. If you ask Mike Tomlin, that's a real easy answer. I'm not. He's not. Mason got no, the but, best well, job well, in the world. What would you do, Moan? Yeah, man, right, he does actually. But going like either late in the second or start of the second half. Late in the second quarter or start of the third is where you make that switch if there's a situation going. Because you got to give Mitch a good enough time to settle in because he hadn't played a whole lot this year either. That's what I do, Ernie. Uh, here's a good one right here from Mark, DK. I like this one. Mm. Mark goes, hey, Moan, because this leads to a lot of stuff. Hey, Moan, at what point do coaches start questioning talent level after lack of execution? We've had that discussion. But everybody likes to blame Coach T because they think the message has gotten stale or stagnant. I have said, look, I've seen coaches drill guys, make them do written tests, make them get up on the big board, make them do it in walkthrough, make them do it in practice, make them do it in pregame, and they still mess it up. Is that coaching or is that talent? See, that's the funny thing. You know, I mentioned earlier in the show about being able to hide behind certain concepts. Like, are we a bad football team or are we not trying hard enough? Well, you're going to take trying not trying hard enough every time. Because at least there's there's hope there. There's something you can salvage. You know, in this case, when you're talking about, uh, oh heck, I just totally blanked out here. What were we what were we saying? As, as far as uh, talent, is if it's not yeah, execution it, or coaching, talent is- versus execution, the the worst thing that you can do in the in the National Football League is to not have the talent. Okay, so you're gonna say execution, but here's the thing. Part of executing is having the talent to execute. No, okay? how to handle it. Yeah, you can say, well, wow, he's just not feeling it today. He's thrown three or four bad passes. Well, guess what? Maybe he's just not a very good passer. Okay, so there's a line there that's kind of easy to cross. Yeah. Um, two quick ones, DK. I like these from Jerry. Jerry says, hey, Mo, maybe too soon to ask, but do you know if Kenny would be back next year? Or is it, do you know when Kenny would I think he back? means this year. This year, yeah. yeah when you it's, know, it's kind of vague with the, you know, Kenny has come back early more than once. Kenny definitely doesn't want to have the stigma attached to him that he is injury prone, which is already starting to kind of stick with him. But, I mean, I've said this before. If these games matter – meaning if the Steelers win in Indianapolis, meaning if they beat the Bengals again and they start building up some momentum, guess what else is happening? Mitch is playing well. He is. <laughs> okay. So it's that's, a, yeah. It's, it's a it, quick that, trigger you, that when you put them back in. It's momentum. Yeah. Yeah, which is 
beyond essential this time of year, isn't it, Moan? Yes, it is. And right behind him is the Pef says, hey, Moan, will a win be enough to lift the spirits of the locker room? Hear me out. A win cures everything. <laughs> everything. It's been a Super Bowl down here in Nashville because the Tennessee Titans beat the Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football. They're three games below 500. You tell me. Okay, that game was special. Though. I know, but screw that, DK. Does <laughs> a win sorry. cure everything? Yes, the heck it does. Always will, okay? Always yeah. will. Baseball has 162 games, and if you have one of them in the middle of June where you come back from five runs down in the ninth inning and you win in extras on a walk-off, it's different. So yeah. I can see where people in Nashville are like, ah, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen because they oh. live that here. JT says, hey, Moan, maybe these guys need to watch some old clips of yours. And here it comes, the 1970s teams to get that feeling back of intimidation. That is Steelers football. And by the way, Moan, Nothing that came after the 1970s was Steelers football. I'm sorry. Uh, no. We love JT, you, JT. Yeah, we just had that big story how this fan base always yeah. go back to the 70s. That's the clarity on that that joke right there, though, too. JT, I'm with you on that conversation. It's just that those dudes have to execute that style of play. Like When it comes down to having a mentality of being physical or smash mouth, it either has to be taught to you in-house, meaning I, had, and I always bring his name up. You always know where I'm going, DK. Willie Cologne, like, like feeding the dog gunpowder or something. Like he gave us, <laughs> it was, it was always that gunpowder and starvation is what he gave us, and we lived that, we breathed that, and we gave that to everybody else after us. It can be put in you, but you also have to have that in you, that killer instinct, that Kobe, right? I think it's mm -hmm. one of the biggest discrepancy between Jordan and LeBron. Jordan seems to have, or had, we definitely think he had that killer instinct. Well, LeBron gets it done because he's just freaking LeBron, you know. Like, that's the conversation we're having. So, it's there, JT, but it's either got to be taught by somebody, and I got to ask you this. Who in that building? Let's go bigs, big boys. Who in that building on the offensive side of it do you think is actually pushing that narrative on? I mean, I, I always I know who you're going to say. Yeah, I always think it's the head coach. Well, I'm talking about player. I screw the head coach. That like he's gonna push that narrative, but Willie enforced it with us. Okay, like it became a thing to where if you didn't, you got called out. Why didn't you finish him, young fella? You got him. Take him to the deep end. Like drown him. Like that whole living like rock stars thing was because of how you played. Mm -hmm. So I, again, I think there's one we mentioned him, Broderick. But how much can Broderick lead? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure how much he can say. Um, he's You can tell even just from in, in the in the general communications that that we have, that he and I have, that he's more he's more open. He's being more vocal. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to happen in your rookie exactly. year. I see somebody said Hines had that about him. Yeah, Hines had it. Plexico even had it about him. Joey Porter had it about him. Think about what we're saying. Vince, let's go current. Cam, TJ. Think about offensively who you trust to say, yeah, that dude is making sure they eat gunpowder for dinner. Not really right now. Respect. Sergio Perez says, uh, he's asking me, how do the players see this Steelers fan base? Do they think that we're too toxic to most like to be challenged by us? You know, some players don't partake in this at all. They find a, a they are successful, believe it or not, in tuning things out. Oh, yeah. Others are not. <laughs> okay oh, yeah. others are not and the ones who are not 
they'll find their fuel there. That's the best way that I can put it. I don't know if they're thinking about whether or not you're a bad person, Sergio, if you criticize them. Or bad fan base. Or bad fan base. They're just looking for stuff. I do. I'll say this. I think there's portions of our careers if we've lost a game or two, like, man, this damn fan base is spoiled. You know what I'm saying? Like, there have been times inside of Heinz Field, and I call it Heinz because this is when I played, though, that I was mm-hmm. like, where's the noise? Y'all just expect us to win. You know, like, it'd be those times. But y- where are you? But then you guys will turn around on the sideline and go, hey. Let's go. Hey, let's go. What's, this? My, What's all this sitting my, on your hands? My job is also to entertain you, too. I'll say this. As long, and no players never really mind that stuff. As long as you don't bring up family, race, uh, racism, uh, injuries, or anything like super personal, guys usually don't care. Like that comes with the heck. We've been called and named stuff or said we suck from the time we were, we were really high schoolers and being recruited. You get used to that type of stuff. Don't, don't take it personal or race or something like that. Other than that, you're good. Yeah, the one thing I'll also point out is you will hear some players, the ones who are more established here, will go out of their way to praise the fans. And I'm not talking about when the cameras and microphones are on. Uh, TJ Watt is is a guy that really stands out for me in that regard. He always finds a way to mention, hey, how about that crowd? He'll say that to me, just like walking past him, not an interview or whatever. Yeah. What, what? How about that crowd? Now, did you notice how they did this or that in, in such and such moment? He yeah. loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just lives for it. Uh, Brent wants to know, hey, Moan, are you big Santa for your entire extended family? How's that dynamic as a pro? Me and my wife had to talk about that last night. I start that because if she's outside wrapping presents right now for my nieces uh-huh. and nephews. Hey, <laughs> you are big Santa. <laughs> I am. And and in retirement, I'm finding ways to govern that. Not on the basis that I can't, but because there's a long life to live after football and overspending on extended family is something that has to be tapered. How am I handling that dynamic? One year at a time, one no at a time, and one growth as an adult <laughs> at a time. My love language is gifts. It is. Moan. I know. Don't ever, don't ever tell people you say no. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're the worst no person ever. Middle child complex. I'm a pleaser. All those. Yes, doll. <laughs> You, you don't even have it in your vocabulary. Is, you know me all too well, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's why but, but, I'm laughing at you saying that. Because I hear all these stories about how you're the guy with the big truck. Hey, hey, Moon, you borrow your big truck? Yeah, sure, you can borrow my big truck. But 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 here's the thing, though, DK. Once a, once a person gets to that no side, there is no mm-hmm. coming back. I'm the worst, and I can okay. admit that. Okay. Once you go to that, I, I, there needs to be some reciprocation, and that's what I'm working on in retirement from people. Thick boy, a moniker that I'm definitely not qualified <laughs> to ah! speak, says, Hey, Moan, I'm going to my first Steelers game tomorrow. I've been to Lucas Oil Stadium a few times, and it's really nice. Where would you rank? Where would that stadium rank on your list? Uh, Lucas Oil? Always, it's always weird with indoors to me. It's that's how it's all I was going to answer. <laughs> that's all I got for you. Like I was there for the combine, and then I go back for the game. Like, dang, this is the same set. Indoors are just weird. Um, Peyton Manning's conditioned that crowd to be quiet whenever they're on offense. They are still trained. Yeah, yeah is, they are. The whole place is filled with Pavlov's dog. It is it's unbelievable what Peyton did there. It is, but but it can get loud. I'll say Jim Irsay has been not huge on like opening up the, the dome and crowd interact. Man, like they get loud, 
And of course, anytime you guys go to anybody's stadium, it's a rivalry to see who's going to be the loudest. Their crowd may actually be loud offensively because they're trying to tell y'all to shut up. Like that's what it will be. I will say this for Lucas Oil Stadium. There is a convenience, and I, I hear fans talk about this. There is a convenience to sitting in an indoor place, especially mm-hmm. if it's cold outside, which it is in the places that have the domes in the north, uh, like Indianapolis, like Minneapolis, uh, and, 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 and venues like that. I am forever grateful to the Indianapolis Colts because we played a uh, Thanksgiving game there, actual Thanksgiving game, in which the Colts had – for the entire press box, fully catered 100% Thanksgiving meals that were out of this world. And I got to tell you, I, that's not the kind of thing that you forget. And it was free. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Uh, that that was a, the that was the mark of a first-class organization because we don't mean anything. Right. You know, we're, right. I, I say this all the time, but, like, we're nothing. CeeLo uh, wants to know if I'm a – yeah, see? CeeLo uh, wants to know if I'm a Pittsburgh native – I'm about as Pittsburgh native as you get, my friend. Uh, downtown yeah. Pittsburgh, born and raised, uh, born downtown Pittsburgh, uh, raised out in Monroeville. Uh, went to Gateway High School, and at the very first opportunity, came right back down here. Yeah. So, um, I'm. Uh, yeah. Maybe you think it's because of my my name. Yeah, Dayan. Yeah, yeah. I used to thought but, you had like a Dijon. I thought that was your name. Yeah, you hear that. I, I get that one a lot where they think it's like Spanish or something. Yeah. On. Look at uh, you. The J is pronounced like a Y in Serbian. The name, the first name and the last name are like John Smith. It's it's the most common, boring, common. boring name. And the fact the last name literally means Smith. Oh, wow. In Serbian. Uh, Evan wants to know, good question here. Hey, Moan, as a player, does bulletin board material... Uh, that the media paints is a big deal. Does that do anything for the players or not? Like, for example, Jim Irsay's tweet about their record against the Steelers. I think it'll add a little in, in, in the back of your mind. There's a little something that's there. I can admit that. Hey, that, man, they got a stronghold on us. You see what the owner said? After the game is where you really parade your accomplishments against somebody, though. All that little stuff is like before the game, when the game kick off, it don't matter. In the midst of you actually kicking their butt or the closing of the game, yeah, you kind of rang that in a little bit. But he also will tell you this. That is also probably during the era of mostly Peyton. So we'll see how it looks moving forward. Peyton Manning. See, I just you mentioned Peyton Manning. and It's funny. We don't think of Indianapolis, do we? No, you don't. You think of Denver. Yeah, you think of Denver. And that damn and that, slide. And that slide and that noodle arm that he had left. And how in hell? As a vol, I can even say he got carried. I got one, DK, because it's so clear and it's so new and fresh. You ready for it? Yeah. From my man, Roscoe. Roscoe. Immediately, this is always going to happen. Hey, Moan, Brandon Staley did get fired. What do you think What do you think would be good offensive coordinator for the Steelers? Somebody. All I'm telling you is who do I think would be a good uh, offensive coordinator for the Steelers? Whoever it is, man, I hope they're either a, a smart retread or somebody, honestly, that they have picked out of a back room that is a stud play caller that you can have for at least two, three years. Because the ones that are rehab jobs are the ones that do get picked up real quick afterwards, okay? So as far as, I mean, somebody like Kellen Moore, I know like he's out there with them, but clearly it seems like Brandon Staley is the issue. We'll see what happens, but if you're going to get somebody – actually get somebody that's going to work with your quarterback and that they're on the same page. That's why I almost think 
Kenny might get a little bit of time. I mean, Coach T may have more time because of the quarterback situation. The moment they decide to switch out the quarterback again is where we probably have bigger issues. I keep saying that, and I keep getting all kinds of doubt sent back in my direction whenever I bring that up. Did I say that there's a big reset that awaits if you if Kenny doesn't work out? It is. And, and one of the reasons that I say that is this organization really doesn't have any history of success with just grabbing uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick or someone like that and, and, and remaking them into something. The only successes, significant successes, that this organization has had is by drafting your homegrown quarterback, going through the tough times with them, and making them into something. Whether that's obligatory 70s reference, right. Terry Bradshaw, or nothing in between, Ben Roethlisberger, or now it's got to be Kenny. You know, or you're just, they're just going to do it again. That's, that's the Rooney way. That's the only way that they've made it to a Super Bowl. By the way, we're, we're at that point as a franchise. Let's be honest. If Kenny don't pop next year, DK, we're at that point to where we're probably looking in the draft again. Because that's what we, I said. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you tell me why this this football team would be sitting there. Let's say, where would they pick if they lose out here? They lose I'm out. not getting that negative. but About 12? You'd be picking pretty high. Yeah, okay? about 12. So you're sitting there, and you've got the quarterback class in front of you. Why would you not take a quarterback? What would stop you from taking a quarterback? Such a premium position. You can try to pop on the second round guy, but if you got most things set and free agency money next year too, run it. Go get a young guy. And even if the young guy doesn't work out, maybe Kenny does, get or vice one. versa. But but you that's know, what I, we're I, running into, DK, as a fan base, this era of finding the right one, cultivating the right quarterback. Matching that quarterback up with the right play call. And now we're bringing up mostly offensive stuff because that's the biggest issue. But again, I saw somebody ask the question, have been asking that question, where is the successor to camp? You know, what are we doing with middle linebacker? We need a safety or two. Uh, well, no, not not two. We need us another safety, like one more corner. There's some stuff that's got to be hashed out for sure. Good stuff here from Ray who says, hey, Moan, how does it affect the team when the Boo Birds come out in the very first series of the game after one bad play or play call? They don't really affect you much at all. Because players... Like you, you're a veteran. You were yeah, a veteran. Well, yeah. A young quarterback, I couldn't tell you. But mostly, it don't really affect you because you look at the course of the game. You got to think everything we do is over a long extended amount of time. Training camp, super long. The play is super long. We could practice super long. You understand there's a lot of give and take. The issue comes down to who's going to make the least amount of stakes and make the right amount of plays. So one bad series and the crowd booing, it really don't do much. It doesn't. It might tick you off a little bit, but you'll see no reaction. I like this from Paranormal. It says, yeah, see you live. Finally, me and my son Landon watch daily, and we love you both also we got a Ramon Foster autographed jersey. Still, we miss you. Love from Annapolis, Maryland. That's really cool. Y'all are some real you, ones. In the moment that you you were signing, Moan, because you would be one of those people regularly over at that that area, wanna, you know, yeah. just up the little hill. Mm-hmm. And whenever whenever you were doing that in the moment, 
are you thinking to yourself, I might be making a difference with this one? Or are you thinking, God, I'm really tired. Can you people just let me go? <laughs> I, I really want to get back to my room. I had a thought of being tired of, you know, who was one of the main guys that corrected me on us. I feel like I've told the story before it was Marquise. I was like, Man, no, I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. We were uh, signing one day or something was going on. And uh, I've actually passed this, this message on to so many different people, even my okay. kids. Uh, I was just like, man, it can get they out here every single day, man. Like, it can get long and winded out there. Marquise was like, Moan, no, appreciate this stuff and not in that word. Appreciate this. He's like, because it's good to be wanted. It's good to have people that say, hey, I know who you are. He's like, think about he how many that people. That's yeah. awesome. Think about how many people walk up and down this earth every day and, it, and they want to be known and seen and acknowledged. It's like people know who the hell you are. He's like, no, nah, we need to embrace this stuff. True words. Again, not an idiot. Not an idiot. Everybody make boneheaded mistakes. Not an idiot. There's a way there's a, there's a way to think about, especially in football, with the, the brevity uh, of NFL careers. You were a big exception. Okay? Yeah. There aren't a whole lot of the room. It's one of the reasons every time I introduce you, I emphasize 11 year <sighs> because there's not, there's not a whole lot of, I mean, I don't know if you're 1%. Okay. But it's a really, really short list of the number of, of the number of players who get funneled in and out of, let's just say this in and out of NFL training camps. Yeah. The number who make it to 11 years as an offensive lineman is really low. And you'd have to think, plus you're also, as you experienced one day on that field at St. Vincent College, you're one snap away. You are. Okay? For all you knew when you were going off that day on that cart with that big sad face of yours, <laughs> for all you knew, you were toast. Was, that was it. And, and uh, truth be told, I did not want it to end like that. With a hyperextended knee at the end of that year, and I ended up getting a good season and a new deal right after that. So... Yeah, Pounds had a great message, man, because camp is hot and tiring and you got to put on the face and show. And Pittsburgh may be Pittsburgh, Dallas, Buffalo, maybe every single day there's fans like the Titans. Oh, Steelers don't do fans. Yeah, you're, you're, they're, they're yeah. not limited to Pittsburgh. Yeah. There's a lot of camps that do not do that. Like you can't like they have specific days where like 30 or 50 fans come out. Pittsburgh is a crowd every single day. So even y'all. Fan base, y'all need to appreciate that because there's not many fan bases. I mean, not many teams that do that in the NFL. Yeah, I, I like this point too from Alan. He just says this football team is boring beyond belief. And, and I, I'm going to say something to that, Alan, that I've been saying for a while now. Is what happened? What, what can kind of bore you as a fan is when you, when you lose hope, you lose hope for the future, and. That's where this this quarterback situation, and I've seen a few people mention this, is just so drag you down-ish, you know? Because at least when Kenny would have that big game in Cincinnati, I mean, everything was all sunshine and roses after it Cincinnati. It's hard to remember that far back now. It was mm -hmm. only two and a half weeks ago. Oh, it was, man. Um, Three years. That's what Seven's always told me. And if you look at the project, pro projections of players in the league, you know who they are by year three. Look at the quarterbacks. Most of them, you know who they are by year three. Is Zach Wilson your guy? What year is this for him, DK? Three. This, this is three, although obviously he's been in and out of their their offense. Let's, let's talk offense. about Justin Fields, too. 
Justin you, Fields started off house on fire. Everybody loved Justin Fields. He was gonna. He was. He was CJ kind of CJ Stroud that yeah, year. Yeah. What CJ is now, and we don't know about CJ Stroud. We don't know. I see some people here still continuing with Will Levis envy. Okay, and that's great. All right, I love him. I loved him when I saw him here in person, and I really loved him on Monday night. Okay. Yeah. But he's in year one. Well, and, and somebody's gonna find out some of his secrets and go after him. And and the thing too, to be fair with Justin Field, that is a crap show in Chicago by all means always. too. Always. Yeah, so there's always a little bit of detail that's left out. Guys, we're gonna take we're gonna take one more here and then uh, and then call it a Friday, and we're gonna get into Ramon's uh, predictions uh, for the week. And that this question will come from the Peth, who says, "Hey, Moan, could you also say that George Pickens doesn't get the routes?" to make things happen. Something that George himself brought up. He said, I can't make anything said this week. I can't make anything happen off of four and five yard routes. Yeah. I, and that's why I brought up the coordinator too. In that moment, we were talking about George Pickens doing something more because I don't know what his specialty is. Is it, Hey, route running. Is it a comeback that he can break a slant off 15 yards afterwards? Is it this deep ball threat? Like, and maybe he's correct in his assessment of himself. I can't do nothing with four and five yard, you know, routes. But he's also got to have protection time from the quarterback scheming up sometimes. And also the guy that's probably on him is probably one of the better corners that he's facing on that opposing defense. Can he get open? I'm not saying that he can't. I'm just saying, can he get open enough to garner the ball in his direction? Because there's one thing that we can count on. Antonio Brown was going to get open. Emmanuel Sanders was going to get open. Mike Wallace was going to take the, uh, the top off the defense. <laughs> Mike Wallace would get a different kind of open. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So George is all right, but I also mentioned the coordinator being a problem with that too. <laughs> Steelers freak says Pickens' first stride is three yards. Right. He should be getting open, but not if his first stride is a cut, which I think <laughs> might have been uh, George's point there. Yeah. Um, Anyway, guys, we'll be right back. We have a couple of things to take care of, one of one of which will be Ramon's prediction, and another one will be some standard Friday fare around here. Well, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Steelers versus Colts, 4.30 p.m. tomorrow, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, and this is what will happen. This is what will happen, DK. Um, Steelers <laughs> like will you win. You need a big grand introduction, you and you're like, you did. Uh, <laughs> you, you did. You did. Well, here's the good thing. Colts are giving it up a good bit uh, points-wise as a squad. They also can move the ball up and down the field. Zach, um, Zach, Zach Moss is a good running back. Gardner Minshew is elusive. That's the one thing I worry about with us. Because we play so much zone is watching Gardner Minshew continue first downs. I think it'll be close. I'll go DK this week because Pittsburgh has a solid defense. I'll go um, 2017 because, I, I, as it stands, I can't see us running away from anybody offensively, and it's on the road. Um, and, again, I look at us playing zone defense a good bit and Gardner Minshew continuing on. Also, we got to keep a top on Michael Pittman Jr. Solid squad. They do. This is a great challenge. Yeah, I mean, you get to see them a lot in the in, in the AFC South. You're going to have a, a lot better feel for them than any of us. Uh, I I just look at this from the Pittsburgh perspective, and I'm I'm not feeling the great big turnaround here. Yeah, um, I, I don't think it's going to be something 
that that's going to leave everybody all warm and fuzzy. But you know what? I also know that this head coach has a history of whenever things look at their absolute bleakest, uh, that there is a bounce back. Yeah, and that goes back to the beginning of his tenure, and it has nothing to do with whose players he inherited. He tends to win these games. Yeah, he does. That's all I'll say. That's not a prediction. That's not you know anything. That he he tends to find a way to to take that. What's the word I'm looking for here? That that sense of uh, desperation, desperation or having your back against the wall. Yeah, and he tends to find a good way to channel that. Now, whether or not this group will accept that channeling because that matters just really have no way of knowing that Casey Kester is not the only one to ask about the total yeah. for the Tennessee tornado donations. Uh, we've had a difficult time compiling those. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring in the boss here and she can explain to you some of, some of uh, those proceedings there. There she is. Say hi. Hey. Okay. Hi. Um, what am I explaining? Donations from YouTube. The, 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 yeah, the, the Tennessee thing. Yeah, so we uh we did receive uh in through super chats thirty one hundred dollars during the show and an additional one hundred and seventy after uh, the show concluded, but the replayed views uh, were occurring, and then some direct donations, which is really impossible. Uh, Rachel Ramon's radio. Yeah, yeah, right to the to he's, the website. He's, he's hiding behind a tree, but he is there. Here. <laughs> Let me free him. Let me free him up. I don't even know how to do that. Here we go. Here we are. Yay! We're all here. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So that's a uh, that's very appreciated. I'm not sure how much of a difference that can make for for the losses that occurred, but it's a little bit that we can. <laughs> oh no! Who did this? You... <laughs> Somebody's up to no good. <laughs> Who gave him the controls? <laughs> So really, so, really appreciate all the support. Yes, yeah, so all and, of that stuff will go to Ramon, and then Ramon yes. will deal with it down there. And on my end, too, I talked to our promotions and marketing. Uh, she's talking to the boss on Monday, and I told him, I was like, I want to make sure that this is understood because there's a little beef between Pittsburgh and Nashville, okay, because of the sports, only sports, though, because AFC Central. But I told him, I was like, I need this to be known. This happened on my podcast from fans of Pittsburgh so that we can tie this in as a, hey, Pittsburgh sends donations to Nashville or to Hendersonville. So there will be an announcement. Hopefully we can tie this in somehow to um, to give updates and to give you guys credit for donating in too, for sure. And Ken asks in turn, since you're in Hendersonville, how the recovery is going? It's going to be slow. Some businesses um, definitely knocked down, got some rehab to do. I'll say this, Doc. We were more than blessed, I feel like, and I can say this, and it, it's – you know, not knowing directly how people houses and stuff like that was affected. I've seen tornadoes hit other areas and it'd be floored. Uh, we're okay here, uh, better than some in a sense, uh, but it's definitely always tragic with this type of stuff. Uh, but I'll say this, there's a ton of crews here working and the rehab has been somewhat good. Again, you can't, you know, emphasize enough and empathize enough with how people have lost their houses. It's holiday time. It's Christmas. It's cold. So I can't speak for people in those moments. I just know that the recovery is happening rapidly here. Hang on while while we do the final Friday talk here. What am I getting? Wait, I, yeah, I hear you, your. I hear you your. You got to hit your. You got to hit your mute. Your mute. 
Oh, you don't like the Christmas music in the background? We, we might get flagged by YouTube. You get flagged. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. That was a great song, by the way, though. It's one of the oh, good, yeah. Yes, Friday. I know what this means. It's holiday season, too. Hey, call somebody you hadn't in a while. Apologize. Hey, buy somebody a random drink. Have a random conversation. Hug somebody. But at all times, make it back to us on Monday so we can discuss this. Here we go, Steelers, man. Be good. Be a good human being. We'll see you guys on Monday. Peace. They played them.